Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Business Creators Radio Show takes you out of the studio and takes you into the field to those places where you have the mastermind meetings and the aha moments that can change your trajectory, change your life, or at least move you a little bit closer to serving from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. We come to you from a variety of locations. We are laptop lifestyle based. Today, I'm in my sumptuous living room here in my apartment in Las Vegas, Nevada, known to some, at least me, as the hottest city in America. And we're going to be speaking today about group coaching programs that sell and the five things that clients secretly want from coaching programs. They say it's so easy. Start a coaching program. Start a mastermind. They say about your pricing. Oh, uh, well, you know, you're charging $500 a month. Well, you need to immediately add a zero to that. Only work with three people and hire other coaches to do all the other coaching. Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've seen people quit masterminds because they were given that advice. But what is it that clients actually want? Is it belonging to a group? Is it having group mastermind calls? Is it the retreat in Tijuana or Miami? What is it? What is... What do clients secretly want? We're going to find out today from somebody who I've known for years, who is probably one of the three people that knows more about this than anybody who's ever practiced. Her name is Milana Lashinsky, a name you've probably heard. And I'll just tell you a little bit about her in case you haven't or in case you need an update. Milana is an entrepreneur, business strategist, and a marketing mentor to coaches, authors, and speakers. She's the author of two books, Coaching Millions and Simplicity Entrepreneurship and the creator of the tele, of, of a telesummit, or many telesummits, rather. She is also the creator of Coaching Genie, which is a, a coaching platform that allows you to deliver coaching programs and scale your business with simplicity. And she's passionate about helping coaches leverage their expertise through creating programs and overcoming fear of technology. Now, she has got quite a story, and I'm going to let her tell it herself. Milana, come on in. The weather's fine. <laughs> Hi, Adam. It's my pleasure to be here. And I love your introduction. And we have a lot to talk about. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Before we dive in, and I, this is going to be one of those ones where I'm going to tell our listeners, make sure you subscribe to our show if you haven't done so already. So you can get a replay of this. You're probably going to want to listen to it a couple times with your pad of paper and two pens out, just to make sure you capture everything. Before we do that, though. Tell us a bit in your own words. I read off your official bio. Very impressive. Not sure I'm, more, sure I'm even worried to be in your presence, and this is my show. But tell us a bit about your journey and what's brought you here. 
to where you are today serving entrepreneurs from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Yeah. So, um, you know, today I work with coaches and experts who uh, want to capture their expertise into group coaching programs and uh, leverage their time and knowledge and uh, monetize it. Um, but I have definitely not started uh, this particular um, aspect of my life and my business until probably um, a few years ago where I was, um, so I came from Ukraine. I guess yeah. I'm looking through, you know, like how far back do I start? But I came originally from Ukraine in 1992 as a music teacher, as a classical musician. I attempted to continue my music career, but for some reason, the structure of music education in the United States did not inspire me. And so I decided to move on and I became, uh, I started my own business. I yeah. have gone through computer information systems in college, a little bit of business uh, um, majoring in college. So just a little bit of everything to understand what it's like to be in business. But I actually got very lucky because I started my online business in 2000, where, you know, when asked, are you familiar with the internet? I answered, I am the internet because I was- I love it. Uh, and most people did not know, like I was a novelty at the newspaper where I got hired um, to, to work as a web designer. So most people did not believe they needed websites. I mean, there was a time where not every business had a website. If We're, you believe that. that yeah. Is. And there, and there's <laughs> been, and then it's been going back and forth as to whether you should use a social media platform as your website. Well, that's, we know the answer to that one. It's the same answer as, well, but I don't need a website for my podcast. I can just put a file up on Anchor. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust me on this. It's what I do for a living. But yeah. Uh, I remember those days when websites were actually considered optional. And that went on for so long that I did a presentation in 2012. I just spoke about this on the podcast that I was interviewed on the other day. And that by that point, we had actually reached the point where it was kind of considered standard for a business to have a website. But there was a lack of education about how to make that website actually convert. And thus, that was the era when website conversion consulting was a real thing. Yeah, it was really big. Um, and not a lot of people were offering it. Not a lot of people um, knew how to do it. And, uh, you know, that was uh, pretty much before all the giants became giants, you know, Google, Facebook, uh -huh. Twitter, um, just social media in general and search engines were the the thing, you know. So yeah, it was, um, I had a lot of fun. I, you know, I am relatively young. So I chuckle when people call me the internet dinosaur um, <laughs> when they introduce me. But I, you know, if you look at where I started along with my colleagues uh, who are getting older, just like I am, um, it's fascinating. A lot of uh, kids, I like to say a lot of kids are starting to be uh, life coaches, business coaches, uh, internet marketers, and internet marketing coaches in their 20s. 
And um, yeah, we're, we, we have like a new generation now of coaches and marketers uh, showing up um, every year. So it's fascinating for me to watch, but I started literally when um, 2000 was just the year where people just started discovering the idea of that World Wide Web, and I was fascinated by it, absolutely fascinated. Well, you know, one of the, you know, you've heard the old adage that um, that, uh, that uh, your typical life coach is an administrative assistant who got laid off last week and is now asking you to pay them to tell you about their experience. That is not far from the truth, actually. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's, that's the thing. I didn't know how you were going to react to that. I've gotten mixed reviews on that statement, but I just put it out there to see how you would respond. Now we're, well, we're going to get to the point where basically I'm just going to fire concepts at you and turn you loose. So let's start <laughs> with this one. Yeah, so uh, we can argue about that. And I've argued about things like that with coaches who have gone through a two-year coach training program that they invested, you know, two years of their lives, paid thousands of dollars to become a professional coach, uh, went through, uh, you know, rigorous training and examinations to qualify to be, for example, an ICF coach. And then there's somebody who will just say, you know, I felt like I've been a coach all my life. It's time to make it official. They wake up the next day and they put up a shingle and they say, I'm going to be a coach. And who are we to say who is a better coach? Because all clients care about is results. Right. It's one of, it's one of those things where credentials are nice. And I am reminded of those stories that I've heard James Malinchak tell so many times that he would be getting paid big money, to use his term, big money to speak on a stage doing a keynote. And after he stepped off stage, there'd be somebody in the audience who was a public speaker trainer who would yes. pull him aside and, and offer him their services in exchange for a fee to teach him how to be a better public speaker. Meanwhile, he just got paid a five-digit keynote fee. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, well, it's, I, I can't, I, I'm going to paraphrase. I mean, it's think like I just made $10,000 giving that one-hour speech. I'm not really sure what you can teach me about being an effective public speaker. I think this paycheck is uh, pretty effective. Yeah. And I know James and uh, yeah. you know, he spoke in uh, a couple of my live events. Yeah, um, I knew that. Yeah. And it just, um, it's fascinating. Uh, he, he was the one, I remember him talking about how, you know, they're teaching you, you know, to walk to this uh, corner of the stage and to put your hands here and there yep. like this kind of formal training and none of it matters if you know how to tell a good story and how to connect with the audience and how to make an offer um, you know wh- whatever it is you are offering to people so with coaching it's very similar I think there is there are clients for every coach out there based on the budget personality coaching style um, shared experience or background and expertise. Like I hired somebody recently. Um, ba- I, I, I have no idea what kind of coach training she has. I never asked. I didn't care. What I did care about is that she understood uh, what issue I needed help with. And she had the background and the experience to help me through the challenge. That's it. Literally never asked her for her credentials. 
yeah, I my primary line of business, I work with entrepreneurs to launch their podcast. There's no podcast launch school you go to. I mean, there are training courses on how to launch a podcast. In fact, I've recorded a really good one for somebody who wants to do it themselves. They can pay for it and watch it. And uh, they have access to me for X amount of time. They ask me a few questions by email and, a, and an extra call or two. I mean, I, I, it's like I can I can teach you how to do it. I, I can explain it to you. I can't understand it for you. The best thing to do is to pay an expert, but you know that's whatever you feel. Now, this is where coaching is very important because sometimes, and this is what I like to say, that even if you know what you're doing, hire a coach because they'll make you better at what you do. And it has to do with viewpoint. When you're in the tunnel, what you see is that little dot of light that's the light way at the end of the tunnel. However, your coach is outside the tunnel in the light looking in, and they see your train coming a mile away. You, as a coach, may give somebody, may ask your coach for advice on an issue. And it turns out that if you were a coach coaching somebody else, and that somebody else had asked you that same question, you'd give them substantially the same answer your own coach did. The thing is, you just didn't see it in the moment because of viewpoint. Absolutely. Um, and every coach should have a coach. And a lot of them do. Um, because that's kind of like how you become better. But also, I think this is exactly what creates the, the this concept of coaching being a multi level scheme. Um, you know, coaches are coaching coaches to uh-huh. coach other coaches, right? I've, I've seen that. I've seen that meme. Yes. Um, and so I can see where the confusion uh, can uh, show up that way, but um, I can also assure you that uh, there are coaches who work with people who have nothing to do with coaching. Um, there are parenting coaches, relationship coaches, um, career yeah. coaches, um, uh, you know, leadership coaches. There are a whole lot of other ways to bring value as a coach now we started talking about group coaching group coaching requires like a whole other you know a whole series of other skill set and maybe yeah. we'll get into it later but oh, we, idea, oh, we'll make time for it yeah the, the idea is that um there's so many ways to do coaching that um whatever skill set you bring to the table if you have any kind of expertise uh, or experience that you would like to teach, share, and help others with, you can do it. And group coaching is an awesome way to do it because it's super scalable. You even quoted Rob Schneider, that great coach, his famous phrase, you can do it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So let's get, let's get to the part of why you're really here and the thing that has me so excited about our conversation today is the group coaching thing. We've laid some, we've laid some foundation. We've brought up a few controversial, or at least mildly curious points here. But now let's get to why we're here. And let's start with a why. Why should you offer group coaching programs? Well, depending on where you are right now, if you are already a coach, chances are you work with one-on-one clients uh-huh. and you get paid by the hour. Even if you sell a package of coaching sessions, uh, like a three-month coaching package, you're literally still trading time for money. Yeah. Group coaching completely um, levels up the game because, and I call it the game because 
you know, we want business to be fun, not only useful for our clients and helpful for our clients, but also fun for us. As far as I know, and I don't know your, your experience, Adam, but for most coaches, their business is a lifestyle business that, you know, they created a business so that they can have more free time, flexibility of location, schedule, um, you know, if revenue, whatever it is you're looking for, you can create it, right? So it's a lifestyle yeah. business for most people. But when you only do one-on-one coaching, what happens is you hit a ceiling, either financially or schedule-wise, or you start feeling burned out because you keep coaching people, individuals on the same topics, uh, sharing with them similar concepts and, and ideas. And over time, and that's exactly what happened to me. I was sharing the same things with different clients every week. Uh-huh. Every week I would teach the same things and I would share the same things. I would use the same exercises and tools. And I started feeling uh, bored. And ultimately I couldn't stand doing another coaching session with a client. And it happens differently for different coaches. But ultimately you start feeling some sort of dissatisfaction um, or you, you become aware of the fact that you are, you're stuck in your income and in your schedule. And yeah. so it really allows you to help more clients and make more money in less time. The moment you make a decision to do groups. Yeah. Well, there, and those are some of the key differences between one-on-one coaching versus group programs. But let's ask this, can clients really get great results in group programs without one-on-one coaching? Um, the answer is absolutely yes. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm sitting up here. Hold on, let me get my pad of paper and two pens. And not only am I the host, I'm the number one listener. Go. <laughs> uh, the, the answer is yes, because in a group, you can even experience better results than when you work with a coach one-on-one. The reason it happens is because you have these other people in the group who have their own experiences, their own um, contributions that they can make to your challenge or to your uh, situation. And so what ends up happening is you, uh, the coach is not the only one listening. Now everybody in the group is listening and everybody can support you. And if you structure your group in a way that uh, other people are allowed to share their take and maybe even coach each other within the container of the group coaching program, um, it becomes invaluable. And the, the, a big part of what happens in a group environment is people get really inspired and motivated. Even those little friendly competitions that some coaches like to run in their programs, that um, increases the level of action people take. And so suddenly everybody starts taking bold action. They start doing their work um, and they really love um, you know, feeling inspired and encouraged by the group. So the group dynamic brings so much more. I'm not even talking about the connections and yeah. um, just the, the all over the, the experience of being uh, a member of a community uh, where everybody works towards uh, goals and hopefully the same goals or similar goals. Everybody has a shared experience. They understand and accept each other. So there's so much going on. I've seen people charge more for a group program than for one-on-one. And that is mind-boggling because you think one-on-one is that exclusive service, right? 
uh-huh. not necessarily because with the group, you can create an experience. Um, and so that's what happens is when you create a group coaching experience, be- the program becomes extremely valuable and the results happen because of the environment that you created in right. your program. Absolutely. So that's great. Um, how do you start adding group programs to your coaching business or any business for that matter? Yeah, that's a really uh, important question because I find that a lot of people feel a little overwhelmed. And the reason that you might feel overwhelmed about adding a group program is because you may not realize that you're thinking about two things at the same time. You're thinking about adding group coaching programs. So what that means is you are thinking about number one, creating a program and number two, filling a group. But if you were to break it up into two steps, it suddenly becomes less overwhelming, much more doable. So create your little program first. It doesn't have to be a comprehensive college curriculum. It can be, you know, I've seen some, some of my programs contain um, eight lessons and each lesson is a 10 minute video with a worksheet. It can be as simple as that, but creating that little program um, or, you know, the, the blueprint or the content and then using it with a one-on-one client, deliver it to a private client first. That's great. That's great. And that's actually, when you think about it, that's actually very similar to one of the ways to create a course if you don't have anything is sell the course and get paid to create it mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so essentially and I, and I actually now that you mention it I have seen people close to me do this is they first of all create the deliverable for a private client they establish the case study and then they and then they take it on the road yes and and you could Technically, you could deliver your first little program to a small group of people and maybe call it a pilot group. You could do yeah. that. Uh, the bottom line is that you don't want to worry about um, filling your group and creating your program. That is overwhelming. And I think that that's where a lot of people are stuck. Yeah. Because when they think about doing two things, it feels really big, right? And by the way, I've seen group coaching programs that have no content at all, zero content. I am not a big fan of uh, group programs like this because I like to um, know that I have attracted a group of people into my program who have a shared goal, shared experiences, shared challenges, and we all are going to get, you know, to walk the same journey together. And I can support them. They can support each other. It just makes for a much better experience. Yeah. If you have no content, here's what's going to happen many times. You're going to be coaching an individual client in front of a group. Uh, either that or you're essentially creating a mastermind group where people are just supporting each other. Then call it a mastermind, not really a group coaching program. So yeah. I am a big believer in having some kind of a, a blueprint or a process that you take clients through, it's also much easier to sell because you can uh, market around an outcome. You know, okay. you, men- you mentioned telesummits. Like I actually hosted the very first telesummit in the world. I actually came up with the word telesummit. And so uh-huh. 
I now coach people uh, on how to put together their own telesummits or now they're called more like virtual summits. I love being able to say, okay, uh, this week, you're going to receive the first module where we're going to work on coming up with a topic for your summit, for your event. Everybody on the call is then focused on that. And the, the call is so productive. The, the homework is so clear. The coaching becomes so potent and productive. And I love it. People love it. And they walk away with the outcome that they were hoping for that particular week. So I like having content because it helps me stay focused, uh, feel useful and productive, and also be able to plan ahead because without content, you don't really know what you're going to be coaching people around, right? I hear you perfectly. So why do, uh, why do some clients leave coaching programs or ask for refunds? Well, you know, everybody has their own expectations, right? And um, some people joined because they want to be, belong to a group and maybe that's how they learn. They know that about themselves. So if, they, if they're not feeling a sense of community where nobody really knows each other or cares about um, each other, doesn't know what everybody else is working on, they're not going to feel like part of a community. And so it's up to you to make sure people know each other. So that's one uh, reason people might not be satisfied and leave the program. Um, the other piece, and that, you know, we can go deeper on this, but when people don't feel seen, you know, if you've ever been in a program where um, the coach or maybe the sales team worked really hard to get you into the program, and then you become one of many, you become invisible, you become, you feel abandoned or just like you don't matter. Not feeling seen is a big emotional trigger for a lot of people where, you know, you paid attention to, to me when you were taking my money. Now that I'm mm -hmm. in your program, you don't see me. You don't know what challenges I am working on. And bottom line is I'm not feeling um, like I'm going to make any progress in the program. So that's kind of like a very hidden reason why people might uh, want to leave. And then, you know, I teach a lot of different reasons, Adam, but I'll say one more is where people are um, getting distracted by other programs and they lose focus. Um, I don't know if you've ever worked with a client where you help them set goals, intentions, you give them an assignment, this is what I would love for you to do by next week. They come next week and it's like you're starting from scratch with them because uh -huh. they went to an event and they invested into another coaching program and now they want to do something different. So that's, uh -huh. when, that's when people start feeling disconnected from the program and they start paying attention to what else is out there. And this is, you know, to prevent these kind of things, it's very important to create a very... Um, strong uh, container for your coaching program where people really stay connected, not only on the calls, but also between the calls where they stay connected to each other. They stay connected um, to you, to the material, all that access that they have to everything in the program so that they don't get distracted and decide to leave, you know? Yeah, I hear you. So, we're about maybe 
56% of the way through this, and there's a promise we made very early on, let's deliver it now. And then we have a few other things we want to cover here that are kind of related to this whole idea of leveraging a coaching business. What are those five things that clients secretly want from coaching programs? Yeah. Hold on, hold on again. Let me get the new page in my notebook. Make sure the (laughs) pens work. There we go. Princess Alexandra, give me my pen back. My cat stole my pens. All right, I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So um, these are the things I call them uh, the five things the clients secretly want because chances are they'll never tell you. Chances are you'll never know. So these are the things that I uncovered by, well, first of all, I've done over 100 group coaching programs. uh, And I've also been in probably easily 30 group coaching programs over the last 22 years as a business owner. So I know, uh, I understand the group coaching experience, both from the coach's perspective, as well as the client perspective. And I've also interviewed a lot of people. Um, As you might remember, you know, I built uh, group coaching software. And in order for me to make sure that it does what it needs to do, I interviewed a lot of people who do group coaching and who've been in group coaching programs. So this is kind of like coming to you from a vast experience, not only of my own, but also experience I gained from other uh, group coaches. But here it is. So the first thing that people want um, is confidence. The confidence in the coach. They want to know that you have expertise and experience and um, they need to believe that you understand their specific challenges. So they need to feel confident in you. They need to feel confident in the process that the steps or the lessons you send them are going to work for them. Um, They need to feel confident in their ability to succeed. Like they need to believe they can do this and get results. And they need to believe in the overall program, like the environment, the structure of the program, the community, the accountability. So confidence is something that you really want to pay attention to. Are you allowing people to feel confident in yourself, in the process, in, in their ability to succeed and in the program. So that's number one. Okay. Number two is acknowledgement. And I kind of mentioned that earlier where um, people will drop out from your program if they don't feel seen and heard. You know, if people just wanted to get a course, they would purchase a course. They join a group program because they want to be visible. They want to be supported. They want to feel like they belong. They want their contribution to be recognized, right? Uh Um, And they want to be encouraged. Like when your group members share their wins or insights, you want to celebrate and encourage them. So that acknowledgement is really important. Again, people do not want to be invisible um, in group programs because that's why they join. So that's number two, acknowledgement. The third thing that uh, people um, secretly want from group programs is connection. Um, maybe it's not such a big secret, right? Like we know we're joining the group program. We want to connect to other people, but here's how the connection happens. And if these things don't happen, people don't feel connection. And again, they will never share that. They will just feel disconnected. So when I say connection, I mean, they need to have shared goals and experience, relevant experiences. Like I want to come into a group program. I want to talk to people. I want to feel like, oh my God, these are my people. I can understand, they can understand me and I can relate to them, right? 
Um, connection also happens through different collaboration opportunities. Um, so make sure that you create those like accountability partnerships, small masterminds, breakout rooms. Now Zoom can do that, right? Um, yeah. Connection also happens through ability to share successes, challenges, and insights with each other, right? I don't want to just share with you, the coach. I want to share with my fellow group members. I want to um, connect in that way. And you can do that with friendly competitions, like to push them to take bigger actions. And again, the sense of community uh, where, you know, they want to feel like your program is a place for all of their friends and peers to come together. It's very much a community driven um, reason. Okay. So we have confidence, acknowledgement, connection. Number four is achievement. People want to know that they are achieving something. Everything they do, they're watching your lessons, the videos, they're doing their homework, they're showing up on the call. Is it bringing them closer to their desired goal or the transformation that you promised? So that's part of the achievement. They want that tangible learning. They, they need to feel that they're learning a new skill, that they're getting better mm. at something. And also that, that they're measurable results. They're getting specific results they can actually measure. So that's achievement. Number five is access. In order for your clients to stay focused and productive, they need access to the coach. They need access to the material. They need access to the missed calls. Um, they need access to other group members and to, you know, call schedule, links, materials, content, uh, uh, homework. Very often people will spend a lot of time trying to find all of that. This is what slows people down, makes them feel distracted, unorganized, and ultimately disconnected from the program. It's just too hard, right? So you want to make it very easy for them to come in, do the work, and, and get out. And in my experience, in my, uh, my research, uh, a typical client in a group program will be willing to invest up to two hours a week to work through the program. Um, that's, <laughs> that is including, including the actual group live coaching call. So yeah. you, you, know, you want to make sure that it's all um, very easy. I have a bonus number six. Can I share that? Please. Okay, so the bonus one is more for the coach. Um, for the coach, it's awareness. As a coach, you want to pay attention where your clients are in the program, how they're doing and how they're feeling. Um, you know, I used to worry about uh, my clients when I would go on vacation in the middle of the program. I would want to know, like, are they overwhelmed? Are they behind? Has anybody dropped the ball? Are they not showing up or doing the work? Maybe somebody's feeling like they're in the wrong program and they're thinking of withdrawing from the program and asking for a refund because it's really hard to know what your clients are doing, thinking, feeling between the, the live calls, right? So um, I wanted to stay connected to my clients. And so I call that awareness. If you're not paying attention, if you're not aware of where your clients are, they're more likely to disconnect and disengage from the program. And of course, we don't want that. So that's kind of, uh, you know, five plus one um, things that clients secretly want. And the one thing that we need to do uh, to make sure that we are aware of what's happening so we can fix it, we can address it. Oh, that is, that is just 
fantastic. I, it's great. And plus you threw in an extra one, which was really cool. We always like extra snacks. So this whole coaching program thing on the surface seems like a lot of work. You got to design it, got to launch it, got to find prospects. You got to convert them into the program. Then you got to run the calls. You got to provide the resources. Got to make sure the retention is there. And uh, you got to foster community, which sometimes can be a real challenge. I've seen it. So how do you offer all this stuff without overcomplicating your business? Because goodness gracious, how many of us have enough to do? Yeah. Well, most coaches uh, will um, start with something like a course builder software uh, where they can deliver content. And then they would add other um, software and tools. So they end up with like a, a bit mm-hmm. of a um, Frankenstein of a system. Um, so, for example, I had a course builder account. I also had a WordPress website. I used Google Docs and I used um, a form builder um, and uh, email uh, and um, Dropbox if I needed some, you know, right. uh, bigger videos, for example, right? So, and even then I wasn't able to really, and, and I would throw in a Facebook group, but Facebook group is very distracting because it is social media. It's not really creating that work environment that you want um, in your coaching programs. The bottom line is that when I started searching for a system, I couldn't find anything. I continued to piecemeal for years. Um, until about four years ago, when I decided to start asking coaches, like, what do you use? And I saw that everybody was piecemealing. Uh-huh. And as somebody who built software before, I decided to solve this problem. And I created a uh, group coaching software called Coaching Genie, Genie like the magic genie. Uh-huh. And it does everything, everything that you need to deliver your group coaching program to create community to make sure that your clients feel seen and for you to be aware at any time um, of what your clients are working on and to engage them and to interact with them and for them to interact with each other. So what whatever your dream group coaching program looks like, you can do that inside um, Coaching Genie. So that has been my answer, uh, Adam, to, to the problem that I've experienced for years and years and uh-huh. years and finally decided to do something about it. Yeah, I I think that's great. So what, uh, if there's anything we missed here, let's kind of do a roundup here. What would you say are any secrets we still haven't revealed yet of creating a group coaching program that sells? Well, the one of the biggest thing that we haven't touched in is filling the group. And obviously um, that, uh, can create a little bit of anxiety for people who've never filled a group program. And so um, I can talk a lot about like how to fill a program and what you need to do in the steps. But I will say the most important key to filling a group is to market your group to groups. Right. And that's something that a lot of people are learning later in their experience. Like, man, I'm so used to selling coaching one-on-one, right? Doing discovery sessions or free consultations or sample coaching sessions. You can certainly do that, but it's going to take a very long time. It's not very productive. Um, And you can still do it, but in addition to marketing to a group. So when I say market your group to groups, I'm talking about like marketing your group through a webinar where you have a group of people marketing your group 
um, to a, a, an event audience. Um, you know, in a in a networking group, if you're allowed to invite people, right? Um, mm -hmm. So um, you can do your own webinars. You can speak at other people's events. You can create your own event. Um, virtual workshops are very popular nowadays, where you do a three day virtual event and you invite people into a group program to continue um, the transformation. So uh, market to groups. Put yourself in front of a group, and that will. That's also much more scalable, right? Um, so I would say that is probably the biggest thing we did not cover is to fill a group, market to groups. Right. So is there anything you have to add on that subject? Because I think that's kind of important. Yeah. And, 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 and just on the topic of affiliates, I, I, know, I know some coaches that are reticent about paying affiliates for referrals to coaching programs because the way they view it and i see a point to this is hey this is me trading my hours for dollars uh you know no matter how much leverage we're talking about even if it's a group coaching program i'm still getting paid money in exchange for my time and i have a team of people to support me in making this happen i'm not giving 50 percent of this away um no you don't and you don't want to do that. Um, actually, uh, you can pay commissions on the front end, maybe a smaller product, maybe like anything under $1,000. But once you start selling a coaching program where you invest your personal time in working with clients, you either don't have to pay commissions or you pay a smaller commission, um, like 10%. And so that becomes a lot more doable. So I have been an affiliate partner for somebody who sells a $497 course, and then she upsells a $5,000 group coaching program. She paid 30% um, on the course and 10% on the group coaching program. And so that allowed me to get excited as an affiliate, but it also allowed her to, you know, end up with a profitable uh, launch of her group program. Yeah. Right? Um, but so one of the things uh, requires a mind shift here, and that is, uh, you know, we talked about to fill a group into market to a group. What does it really mean? Um, it means that when you um, when you want to get a coaching client, what do you do? Normally, you maybe go networking uh, or you invite people for a discovery session and you ask them what hurts? What's the problem? Um, and as you listen to the answer, what you're listening for is like, oh, okay, this is the one thing I can help them with. And you are sort of designing a coaching program or coaching package in your head, customized just for them, right? Uh -huh. When you are marketing to a group and you're marketing a group program, um, you need to already have the outcome, the promise of your program. Uh -huh. Because you're not, you're not going to have an opportunity to talk to clients one-on-one. -on -one. You are now shifting that conversation from one-to-one to one-to-many. One-to-many requires you to say, here's what I've got. If you are a good fit, please join. Obviously not in those simplistic terms, but the bottom line is you already need to have a program. And when people, for example, go to your website, you already need to tell them what the program is about, right? 
Um, in other words, you need a program, a package with a name uh, and a specific outcome. And that's what stops also a lot of people, Adam. But I don't want to limit myself, a lot of people will say. I don't want to just create a program on this topic because I can also do this and this and that. And so that's the biggest resistance I experience with my clients is the fear of limiting themselves, the fear of not being able to help everybody. And so with a group coaching program, you have to. You have to make a decision. This is the topic and this is the target audience. And this is how I'm going to do this. And this is the process I'm going to take people through. And if you don't resonate with it, then this program is not for you. You might offer them something else, but you need an offer. And with yeah. a group coaching program, it makes it a lot easier because you've got the offer. Granted, you're, yeah, you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, and, you know, the thing I, I like about this, what, what you've done for us today in our time, and I know we're just about the top here, is how you've managed to simplify this model by breaking it down into digestible pieces starting a coaching program or a mastermind program we sort of touched on the idea of a mastermind program here or this is really more about a coaching program and those are two different things uh actually let me check with you on that real quick i have seen the terms coaching and mastermind get bastardized so bad that sometimes we can't tell what the hell it is have you seen that in your work too People will use um, coaching program mastermind um, interchangeably very often. But are they interchangeable? I personally don't think so, but let's hear from you. You're really a subject matter expert on this. Did you, did you say you do think so? I personally think so. Yeah. So a mastermind implies that members of the group each bring expertise to the, to the group. And so therefore they can support each other. They can um, you know, do hot seats, like one person gets in a hot seat, so to speak, and they support each other and they help each other on their challenges. While uh -huh. the mastermind group uh, leader, uh, the role is to facilitate that conversation. And masterminding is often part of coaching programs. I do masterminding with my group coaching programs all the time. It's a component, but it's not the whole thing. In a coaching program, um, I actually coach people myself as a coach. I will also pick a person and put them in the hot seat and I, I will coach them. And I'm the leader of the group. I'm the facilitator of the mastermind, but I'm also the leader of the group. I am, you know, I don't like to use that word to myself, but yeah. I'm kind of like the guru. And the reason that the main reason that people join the program, when I join a mastermind, I don't necessarily join because of who the leader is. I join because of who the leader attracts. Okay. In a coaching program, I want to learn and be coached by specifically that coach. Even if the rest of the members suck, I will still get <laughs> value from the program by being coached by the coach. So that's kind of the main audience, uh, the, the main distinction. But I will say that every group coaching programs, a group program is a um, combination of teaching, coaching, facilitation, and masterminding, I guess. 
um, facilitation masterminding could be the same thing, but teaching, coaching, facilitation, and masterminding. And uh -huh. the ratio that you will have depends purely on your personality and skill set. I am a music teacher. That's my background. So guess what? 50% um, of the time I teach. Um, I also love, love leading groups and facilitating groups. So the other 30%, um, I facilitate a conversation within the group. So that makes it 80%. The, uh, the last 20% I coach. Yeah. Uh, my friend Cindy is more of a coach. So she will probably coach 80% of the time. Um, well, no, she also teaches. So she'll teach for 50%. She'll coach for 40%. And sometimes she will allow people to speak in her group <laughs> and share their ideas. So the ratio will be different depending on who you are, what you enjoy, um, and kind of like what coaching style, uh, program style you developed for yourself. Wow, that's that's really something. So, as we uh, as we come to the very end here, I know you have a gift you want to share with our listeners, and I'm going to do that for you. It's very interesting. It's called the Coaching Program Planner, and you can use this and discover how to create a powerful coaching experience. Whether you deliver your program to one-on-one -on -one clients or groups using Milana Lashinsky's free Coaching Program Planner, so what you want to do is go download it. Go to her website and download. I'm about to give you the link to it and discover how ready you are to deliver a highly effective coaching program. You can find this at www.coachinggenie. You know, like rubble lamp genie pops out. Coachinggenie.com. That's two G's there. Coachinggenie.com forward slash podcast gift. So www.coachinggenie.com forward slash podcast gift. And if me reciting that four times in a row didn't get it through, just check the show notes right there. All right. So with all that, Moana, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor. And believe me, in education. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. An awesome conversation. I enjoyed it. Um, and I hope uh, your listeners really consider um, getting into group coaching because it's absolutely awesome, super lucrative and very um, sustainable as a lifestyle business. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care. <laughs>